street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. That. How far off the trail did you go? Well, no, I went up the main trail and I went left instead of right, and I didn't realize there was a 40 degree angle. I'm good, thank you. you sure? Yeah. Mm. I didn't realize it went 40 degrees at the at about the halfway point. Oh, okay. And I was wondering, boy, why does everyone go right on this trail? <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to just always keep going left. Well, that's the that's one I went. After you make the first right, well, then just I, keep left, yeah, left, yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took the first left because I thought I took the road less traveled. Mm-hmm. Boy, uh, that was a mistake. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. I'm not I'm not with the park or anything. Yeah, I know. But I'm recording live streaming, just so you know. Yeah, that's fun. How many miles did you go? Do you have a pedometer or something on you? Uh, no, I didn't have it on me at the time. I just took the, they have the map I could show you, would I? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. sure. Where's the map? It's on this side. Uh, I just did the, uh, I'm a 300 pound guy, so this was about the equivalent of what I can do. I just did the main trail all the way around. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna go ahead and try for the, just cause I'm a masochist, I'm gonna try for Vista Loop next week. Mm. Is this your first day out here? Yes. But I have a way of plodding forward through things. So I figured that I just keep on plodding forward, cause I couldn't stop. I mean, after I got just out here, I mean, it, with, it, yeah, you reach that point where you're committed. Yeah, it's I, like I, I got, I got to do something. I can turn around or I can keep going. I was utterly committed at that point, but I want to go ahead and try Vista or at least Bosque next week. Hmm. I think that'd be fun. Take plenty of water to drink. Yeah, I should have brought a pack or something like that. I was seriously considering bringing water, but decided against it. Do you plan on coming here frequently? Well, I only live a few miles away, so yeah. Okay. I didn't realize this was such a good trail. I love it. It was fun. And it's fairly shaded the entire time. Yeah, which is nice. So you won't get too sunblasted. Which ones do you usually do? I usually just do the main loop with my kids. No, you just do the main loop? Yeah. That restaurant? Uh, actually, we do this little... Is that where it gets really steep, the Juniper yeah. Ridge? Uh, well, here, here's where... If you go to the left, this is where it goes majorly steep, right here, about 3,000 feet. And that's when you'll see people shooting past you because of the fact that the trail is so much steeper there. So after that, after I got here, Juniper Ridge gets a little bit steep up here. I didn't get a chance to go over there. Oh. But I want to take Vista because apparently that one has a lot of sheer drops. Okay. And from what the uh, thing is saying. Plus, you know, once you got to about, once I got to about here-ish, we had a really good view. I was really happy with it. So. Yeah. I met a guy here the other day that didn't have a lot of time, but he was really interested in getting to the best, the best view. And I told him Vista Loop. Yeah. Have you? You haven't hit that one yet, have you? No, that's what I'm planning on doing, but that's a very difficult one. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I was dying on the main, main loop. Well, just stick to the main one for a couple weeks, and then <laughs> you'll be you'll be ready to hit the other stuff. Well, I hadn't eaten, I hadn't drank, and I just was like, ah, it shouldn't be too difficult. But uh, yeah, that was a mistake on my part. Two eggs and a and a couple pieces of bacon do not a hiking meal make. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd probably lose it halfway through if I had done that. No, like I said, I, I have a tendency just to plod okay. through everything. <laughs> master's degree, educate, all the way through my master's degree, all the way through my job, all the way through this. I just plod on, and eventually I reach the end. What's your master's in? Uh, information security and assurance. 
Very cool. Yeah. Is it challenging? If you like, it, more like if you like have to like paperwork. If you enjoy uh, paperwork, you'll enjoy that that one. But not really. It, I, just, I just like talking to people. Yeah, it's it's mostly a paperwork type of deal. Okay. Situation. So, huh. it's just uh, many many years to work on it. Get it over there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have five minutes or not, but um, I'm having short little chats with people to see if they hold a belief in their head mm -hmm. that they think is probably true. What is that? Oh, there's a, there's a cross right there. We could talk about that. What do you want to know? Well, I'm fascinated why people hold beliefs and how they determine that the beliefs that are in their head are really true. What is your first name? No, my name's Keith, hey. Keith? Yeah. Anthony. Nice to meet you, Anthony. Nice to meet you, too. Are you willing to let me record it? I suppose so. Okay. All right, let's make sure that that's going. I think it is. Yeah, all right. So you have a walking stick with uh, the cross carved into it. Mm hmm How did you obtain this stick? I made it myself. Okay. Inspired by some online pictures. So you did some research on how to make a walking stick? Well, this one uh, I got a while ago because this is too this is too strong and straight for uh, I believe this is ash, and it's really hard to find a straight staff of ash. You have to pretty much find somebody who's willing to actually spend the time to look for it. Hmm. Yeah. So I like it simply because of that. This is mostly to keep off animals. Well, there are some <laughs> on the trail too. I've heard people reporting wild boar. Yeah, I heard some rustling in the in the in the woods on Monday when I was here. I don't know what it was, but it sounded pretty big. About most of the way up the trail, I saw a bunch of deer tracks that were uh, intersecting, so it looks like they were feeding on the trail or something. Hmm. But uh, no, this wouldn't stop a boar or anything, but it would it would stop <laughs> stop a few things. Yeah, that's that was, I wasn't aware there would be boar up here. If there were, I would have brought I would have brought something more substantial. Now I haven't seen them here, but I have had people report that to me. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose ash for the wood? Uh, I like good, dense hardwoods. Um, I'm, I would have preferred ironwood, but it's so darn difficult to get here in the States and expensive. But this is considered one of the ironwoods, and I like a good, thick, stout, you know, something that mm -hmm. I can't break mm. under any circumstance. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's almost like metal, basically? Pretty or? much. Do you mind if I... Yeah, go ahead. That is sturdy. I know. <laughs> okay. All right, so... Um... All right, let's 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 examine this belief that you have. Do you want to unpack why you believe in the God? Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm Roman Catholic practicing. Mm -hmm. um, actually, not all my life. I went uh, I was Roman Catholic until I was 18. Then went agnostic until I was about 30. Then went back to practicing when I was 30. What does agnostic mean to you? Because so many people have different definitions of what that is. I believe there is something, but I'm not entirely not entirely sure what. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you went, you circled back to Roman Catholicism. Ca yeah. You started with Roman Catholicism, you went to agnosticism, and yep. then you circled back. Nope. Oh, no? Yes, yes, oh, okay. that's correct. Okay. If at any time I summarize what I think you just said and I'm not right, please correct me. I want to understand what it is you believe and why. Yeah. Okay. And is it fair to say that you think the Roman Catholic God exists? Yes. Okay. How sure are you? Zero to a hundred? One hundred. Completely. In my book of this scale, mm -hmm. 
This scale to me is is zero to one hundred. One hundred percent would be. I have no questions. I have no doubt. I'm one hundred percent confident that it's true. Yes, that's about where I am. That is where I am. Yeah. Okay. Why, Keith? You know, actually, it came out because of the because the more I I studied. You know, flat out science. The more I looked into physical science, the more I looked into chemical science, the more I looked into uh, quantum mechanics, and by no means am I an expert in any of these, even remotely. I mean, I'm absolutely horrendous when it comes to math. But the more I looked into it, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that everything has to have a beginning somewhere. Somewhere, something has to start everything. Otherwise, math and, and, and the universe just simply doesn't start. I mean, you have to have some sort of leaping point. I mean, nothing doesn't come from nothing, and you know, you got to start. You you got to start with an, with absolutely something. And the and as far as I'm concerned, that's exactly what God is. He was the pivotal point to start everything going, hmm. and it was necessary because you can't you can't start an engine without fuel. Hmm. So, or even have an engine without steel or <laughs> countless other things. You know, you got to start somewhere. And how did you determine that that start was the Roman Catholic God? Um, well, going off the, going off the, uh, just, man, that, that's more of a theological question. Um, simply because of the fact that it makes the most sense to me when, you th when I think about it. When I, when I sit there and think about all these different gods that used to, you know, from various lores and everything else that used to compete with each other, um, it didn't make too much sense. And when finally everyone came together and said there's just one, things started moving forward a little bit more smoothly and making more sense because at that point you start you could start having things like a central belief system and that sort of thing and moving forward from there and you can have an idea of what things are supposed to be based off of you know prophets and saints and various other writings whereas if you have multiple gods or you have a pantheon or something like that everything can conflict with each other or contradict each other or even you know even cause conflicts between two different believers of two different gods you know so true yeah, yeah. makes some more sense to you mm -hmm. is it possible that a person could hold a belief because it makes the most sense to them but the belief not actually be true yes I mean look at anti-vaxxers what do you mean by that well I mean anti-vaxxers have all the evidence in the world okay you know when it comes to religion you're dealing with the metaphysical and science has a tendency not to can't explain that away yet um, but it comes to vaccinations and such, um, you know, the guy who originally released the first paper was found to be a fraud and he was just, but he was, he lost his medical license and everything else. And there's millions upon millions of articles on the internet saying they don't cause autism, but boy, you'll meet some people that just have the absolute hold on to dead on that vaccinations cause autism or are dangerous for people. Okay. And even though there's lots of science saying no. That, that is not simply not the case. Well, how is your belief in this God any different than somebody that might be holding a belief because it just makes sense to them? It depends on the the belief. Like I said, um, if, if it's a religious belief, that's going to be a long discussion and figuring things out, finding middle ground and working from there, and then finding out if it's a um, which one makes the most sense in the end. 
Are, are you saying that if I were to believe in a God, as long as it made sense to me, I'd be okay believing in it because it's a supernatural claim? I can't. I can't change your mind. So I mean, I could talk to you about it. I can try to convince you my way is better or my way is more uh, believable. But at the same time, at the end of the day, if that isn't something that you're willing to accept, then what am I going to do? Pull out evidence? I mean, it's just not going to happen. So I mean, why is that? Because I don't have any physical evidence saying that my God is that the Roman Catholic God is there and your God is not. You have no evidence to support your belief in the Roman Catholic God? Because there's no, other than philosophical, you know, non-physical objects are simply not there. So it's just, it's just a matter of, psych it's just a matter of uh, philosophy, faith, that sort of thing. I mean, the very definition of faith is believing in something that um, you don't have any tangible evidence for as of yet but still believing in it. Is that why you can be 100% sure that the God exists? Yes. What was your definition of faith? My definition of faith is anything that is, even though you don't have any tangible proof about it, you're willing to, you can believe it at the time. And you're willing to believe it. A willingness to believe something without proof. Exactly. Cool. Cool. Physical proof. <laughs> a willingness... Faith is a willingness to believe something without physical proof. Correct. That's probably one of the most concise definitions I think I've heard of faith. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes we, we, we might spend ten minutes just trying to nail that down, and you just... You got it right there. I think about it a lot. Really? Yeah. What do you find yourself thinking about faith... I mean, you, you know, you, you end up, when you argue online a lot, you have to have some sort of concise, forward, constant, you have to have some sort of concise argument about why you believe what you do. Because otherwise, it, it just becomes a string of whys, you know. And like, like I've always explained to people, you know, you know, science is the how, religion is the why. Mm hmm you know? Do you think people could use faith to arrive at completely different God beliefs besides the Roman Catholic God? Yes. But, you know, it also has to come from, it depends on what their source is. You know, when I, when I talk about my faith, I have 2,000 years of writings, traditions, philosophy, um, you know, all these other, you know, I'm literally standing on the backs of giants. But hold on, but if faith is believing something, a willingness to believe something without proof, mm -hmm. could somebody use faith without even having those historical yes. documents or biblical claims or mm -hmm. the Quran or whatever? Yes. Okay. It just makes it a little easier for me to accept it when I have so much behind me. Are you saying that you would prefer to have evidence and proof to support your belief? Oh yeah, definitely. But, you know, that, that, at that point, it becomes known, no longer faith. I think I got a little confused there. You would prefer to use evidence to conclude that the God existed. Well, but, philosophy... Can you, can you help the, me? I'll, the I'll philosophy, the writings, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. are non-physical evidence. 
So, no matter what happens, those can be explained in different ways. They can be talked about in different ways. They can be determined in different ways. When you have physical evidence, then at that point, that becomes an irrevert. That becomes an absolute truth. No, no question about it. This rock is here. Yeah. You know, when it comes to faith, I may have 100% faith, but at the same time, that is literally 100% faith because that's something I believe with no tangible proof. Near the start of this conversation, you were talking about how you researched the type of wood that would be appropriate for a walking stick. Yes. For you, personally. For me, personally. And you did some research, and you settled on, you would have preferred the hardwood, or ironwood, iron and you settled on ash. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if a person wanted to find the best walking stick for them, would you advise them to do research and locate evidence, or go off of faith? Uh, for them, they'd have to do some research because a different walking stick is different. Walking sticks are different for everyone. Because I use a relatively short, stout, thick, and in some some would say a very very heavy walking stick. Other people will use things like aluminum. Other people will use things like probably even pine, depending on their you know that and the fact that since I'm so heavy, I had to have an I had to, had a stick I know can support my weight mm. <laughs> without bowing out like you like <laughs> I I've had you know some of them do so it just came um, yeah I mean after re researching everything else this was what supports me <laughs> what do you think the outcome would be if most people just used faith when determining the best walking stick for them They'd probably end up breaking a lot because I picked up a few sticks off the trail that I thought were decent then they would break underneath my weight when I put my weight down on it. Especially in an awkward situation. This one I know isn't going to break in an awkward situation. Yeah. If you had the option, I'm not sure if I asked this already. I might have. Mm. I'll wait for that plane to go by. I know, it kind of sucks when there's a plane flying overhead in a major it, trail. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, it it's frustrating. My possibly last question here for you, Keith, would be if you had if you had proof, evidence, sufficient evidence to conclude that your God existed with 100% or you had faith at your disposal and you can choose one or the other, which of the two would you prefer to have? Faith. Because at 100%, you know, God's there. At that point, free will starts coming into question. And I'd much rather go off of my faith and not know, and, you know, have that faith that he's there rather than know for certain he's there. Because at that point, it just, I mean, it's no longer a religion at that point. It's just fact. You prefer the mystery of not knowing? Yeah. Because it, it, it just makes things a lot more difficult once you... I mean, because then it just opens up a whole other branch of, you know, following and everything else. 
Do you think that there would be less confusion if there was evidence for the God existing? Oh yeah, it would be. But at that point, wait, wait, less, less or more confusion? Less confusion, a lot less. There would be less confusion if there was evidence for your God existing. Correct. Yet you would prefer faith over evidence. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when it comes, part of the thing about Roman Catholic Catholicism is faith is faith is what it's about. You know, despite lack of physical evidence that God is there for you to be holding to your hand, you are willing to believe in Him and follow Him. But once you bring into the equation, oh yeah, God's here, and here's the physical evidence, and you know, and now you know for a fact that He's completely omnipresent and always there. At that point, you're no longer following God out of love or devotion. You're following God out of, you know, being watched. And at that point, it isn't so much love anymore. It's just, just following. Hmm. I mean, does that make sense? I understand what you're saying. I can put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we think about vaccine claims that vaccines cause autism or the the right stick for the right walking stick for me, those would be situations where we would rely on evidence, we would rely on facts. Faith would possibly even be detrimental in those situations, right? Mm-hmm. The willingness to believe something without proof. Mm-hmm. Yet, when it comes to this particular belief in your life, you would actually prefer to use faith to be 100% certain. Because at that point, I'm not, I'm not following out of fear or anything. You know, I'm not following out of a, uh, oh, I better follow him, you know, because I'm playing by his rules now, and so, you know, absolutely, I must do everything perfect now at this point on. Now, at this point, with faith, and you follow God and believe in God, you follow Him because you love Him and you're devoted to Him, not because you feel like you're being watched. You've said a couple times now that if I had evidence of the God existing, it would be like the God watching me, but I don't quite understand. I mean, is the God not able to watch you if you use faith to believe in it? He's able to watch me, but I'm following. At the same time, I feel like I'm doing right by Him. I don't know for certain but I feel like I'm doing everything right by him. And I'm following him because I want to follow him. But how do you know that you're actually believing something that's really true if you're using faith to conclude it? You know, actually the Roman church actually brought that up. They brought it up and they've said very plainly, we don't know for certain, but we figure this is the best manual. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, when, once you once you know if something's there, at that point, I mean, God God requests that we follow and follow and love Him without the tangible proof. Once once it's there, once it's there, you know, everyone will of course be at that point following Him. But the question is, at that point, you're not following Him out of love. You know, you're following because you have to. Last, this will be my last question. Mm-hmm. What do you make of all the people that are using faith but concluding that a completely different God exists and they're 100% certain that it's true? They're probably right in their own, you know, in their own way. I mean... Allah? Hmm? Well, Allah, Allah I mean... Vishnu? Allah, well, Vishnu... Zeus? Vishnu, Zeus. Uh, like I said before, the pantheons made things once we could 
brought it all together, it made a lot more sense to me. Um, if it makes more sense to them, you know, more power to them. But I mean, unless they, unless I'm not going to try to convince. I will talk to them and try to convince them my way is better. But at the same time, at the end of the day, if I can't convince them, it's their belief. I mean, just as long as they're not attacking me in the street, that's all I really care about. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, I'm not doing it to them. I, I really hope they don't do it to me. That's all. That's all I really want. Uh, you know, in the end, I mean, uh, I mean, even as uh, 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 even as France, Pope Francis said, you know, eventually all roads, all roads that fo follow that lead to God, eventually, all roads that. Um, all roads have some method of truth that lead to God. So, I mean, yeah, they may believe in Thor and Vishnu and, you know, Allah, and, but at the same time, you know, there are aspects of those things that could lead to God, you know, eventually, you know, if they're so reclined. But, I mean, it, it gets so difficult once you start digging into, you know, whether or not, yeah. Are other people's beliefs valid or that sort of thing? Because once you start going into the territory of, well, their their belief not valid. At that point, you start edging into dangerous areas where you know eventually you can go into a very dark place. But I think what you're saying is that a person's beliefs are valid if they use faith to conclude that a god exists. Right. And they're not violent. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I got a card here for you. Yeah, no it's got my email on it. And if you want to chat some more, uh, hit me up on email. You or maybe I'll, maybe I'll see you on the uh, on the trail. Are you streaming on Twitch or something? Or no, I'm, I haven't done Twitch. I'm using Periscope. I don't know. If, I don't even know if they're still down there. I have no idea what Periscope is. It's live streaming. Oh. Uh, I, I was wondering what platform. You don't use a platform yet, like Twitch or YouTube. Mm -mm. How's your viewing numbers? On my YouTube channel? Mm -hmm. Or on Periscope? Both. What do you mean by viewing numbers? Like, what like how many people are watching live right now? Mm -hmm. or, there were 50 or 60 before I started talking to you. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I, really <laughs> I probably scared them off. I really don't know where we're at right now. I do that. <laughs> Would you be interested in fielding a question from the viewing audience? I could field a question from the viewing audience if they want. Sure. Okay. So, hopefully you guys are still down there. They say we like you, Keith. Okay. They so. say that now, they just don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna look for a good question here. There are sixty two people watching right now. Uh, that's a good question. I usually ask this one. Okay. Yeah, that was a good talk. Okay, I'm gonna take that question. They say you're awesome, great talk. Okay, I'm going to put the, uh, can you hold this for a sec? Yeah, no problem. Okay, thank you. Right. So the question from somebody, and I couldn't see their name. It's hard for me to see their names, but one of the questions from the person was, you're 100% confident that your belief is true. Mm -hmm. Could you be mistaken in the belief? I won't know until I die. <laughs> Can you figure it out in this life? Because if the belief isn't true and there is no afterlife... If I can figure it out in this life, at that point it's no longer faith. You know? It's just... At that point I have the evidence. If I figure... If I, the way that you'd be able to determine that it's not true is with evidence. Right. Is that why you prefer faith? 
Yeah, it is because, like I said, it just from from what I've pulled so far and from what science can explain, that's why I have my faith. I don't know, but what I'm what I'm interested in, and the question was, if you were mistaken on the belief, mm -hmm. would you want to know it? Yeah. But I won't, but I mean... Is faith preventing you from discovering that you are mistaken on the belief? Uh, if that was, I, I branched out way too much into Buddhism and everything else for me to feel that it, it is. Because when I, during my agnostic time, I really branched out to a lot of other faiths and looked into them. Um, but, but just to stay focused on this one thing. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to wrap it up because this is going, I mean, it's, it's great. I'm enjoying the talk. But I have to wrap it up pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm thirsty as I'll get out. You are, yes. <laughs> and I've got that water in there too if you need yeah. it. Um, so, what I thought was interesting there is that you said something to the effect of if I had evidence, I could actually learn that I was mistaken on the belief. Mm -hmm. And earlier you said you actually have a preference for faith over evidence. And I guess what I'm wondering in, uh, what I'm wondering is if one of the reasons why you prefer evidence, uh, why one of the reasons why you prefer faith over evidence, mm -hmm. is because you could possibly never know that you were actually mistaken in the belief. Correct. That makes sense. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, where I'm at in my life right now, I'm 100% sure, and I feel confident in that 100%. If I got evidence saying that I was wrong, then I mean, then I'd have to start restructuring everything that I believe. And so, I mean, that's exhausting. <laughs> it really is. That's a, that's exhausting as an uphill trail without any water. Um, I mean, I, I restructure... When I was agnostic, I ended up restructuring everything that I believed for a long period of time. And when it came time for me to finally make a decision, you know, and I started restructuring back, it was an exhausting, difficult period of time because... You know, when you have evidence suddenly that you're wrong, the first thing you have to do once you get evidence saying that you're wrong about something, you have to humble yourself. You have to say out loud to yourself, I was absolutely wrong. And that's very much the reason why many times people are unwilling to, when they have that 100% faith thing going on, they're unwilling to say they were wrong and are unwilling because at that point you have to humble yourself you have to go back on a lot of things that you've said and you have to say a lot of things you have to you know tell people you know when other people bring it up you have to mention that you are wrong about something and when you're among a group of your peers or something like that and they've known you for years is one way and then suddenly you're going another direction entirely and you have to admit that you're wrong well first of all you know, you're, you're worried how people are going to view you at that point, that you have just admitted that you were wrong. Because no, no one does that nowadays, really. You know, flat out admit they were wrong. But I, now I understand that, that belief revision, because mm -hmm. that's really what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Belief revision is uncomfortable, it's awkward, it's scary, it, uh, it can be humbling, like you mentioned. Alienating. That that alienating. You yes. can lose a lot of people that you love. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me, Keith, that because the restructuring process is so involved, 
that you're reluctant to open yourself up to it, even though you could possibly be mistaken on the belief? It's more the, it's more the reason why I prefer faith over the evidence. Because it, it's I, too much work? To turn into too much work at that point. Remember, like I was telling you about how when I walk in that trail, and I got to that point that I had no choice but to continue walking? Because if I had gone back, it would have done just as much work going the other direction, <laughs> if not more. I mean, that's pretty much how it works for me. I mean, it's just a matter of... I finally have gotten myself on the trail. And I got in myself, I feel, to the point that going back would just be a huge amount of work to walk on back. And, you know, at that point, I've, I've left behind a lot of people. And I've left behind a lot of stuff. Left a lot, I've left behind a lot of my beliefs just to get back onto a different trail and start that process all over again and you know the trail I'm on right now you know I'm not I'm not an angry person or a violent person or a belittling or insulting or anything else person but, you know people I don't know why but they think I'm a pretty decent person but I mean the path that I'm on the trail I'm walking on right now is one that seems like it has the even if it doesn't have what I expect at the end of it it's giving me what I feel like I need right now in my life and it's not it's not bringing others down or expecting others to come down with me it's not uh, expecting other people to walk the exact same trail I'm walking it's not um, causing other people to go off their own trails you know and so that's why it's I feel like if I one day got evidence saying I mean obviously if I got evidence saying that the trail was washed out ahead obviously I'm changing the trail I mean but I'm not gonna like it <laughs> and it, you know things are gonna be more difficult for me and I'm gonna have to start plotting but at the same time I'm, I mean I really prefer my trail not to get washed out <laughs> so it's just uh uh, it's just a matter of that. I mean, I mean, it, it's just you, you got to stick with. You eventually have to settle, because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't grab onto something eventually, if you don't grab onto something that you know for certain is real, and you don't grab it, and you don't grab it right, then you know you just go to bad places, you know. You, you just you just turn into a bad human being you you hurt other people around you because you are you are still so unsure of yourself that you if you see other people who are sure you could get jealous angry mm. you know um, but you're a hundred percent sure mm-hmm are you avoiding a possible course correction because finding truth is too much work no I didn't it's just at this point I think I've walked I've seen enough of the truth necessary for me and there's no physical evidence saying I'm wrong at this point 
And well, you're not even open to physical evidence, I think, right? Oh, I'm open. I mean, like I said, if the physical evidence comes my way, I kind of have to accept it. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the reality of the situation. If somebody one day brings me physical evidence, oh, God's not real. Here's the physical evidence. I mean, what am I going to do? You know, at that point, there's physical evidence. At that point, I have to accept that reality. I can still keep to the teachings, the philosophy, go on that route. But at the same time, would I believe in God anymore at that point? Well, I mean, at that point, I was thrown physical evidence that he doesn't exist anymore. I mean, how could I? At that point, I'm in denial. You know, and that's not, that's not the way to go through life is through in denial. I mean, that, that, that's what leads to a lot of problems in somebody's life when they're in denial. Because once you're in, you're no longer in, once you're in denial, you've you lost the ability to be humble, mm. and you know that that leads to most problems. Was when people lose the ability to be humble, to to recognize when they were wrong, to recognize that they weren't doing something, they weren't thinking right or doing something they should be doing. And yeah, is it a humble position to be a hundred percent certain on anything? Yeah, you can be 100% centered on something and still be humble. Because that 100% is your personal 100%, how you feel about something. That that you're not sitting up at night wondering if you're wrong, if you are doing the right thing, if you are going down the right path. Once you have that 100% in your head, um, it opens you up to... Once you have that 100% in your head, but you know at the same time that if something changed you could change you can move you can stop worrying about it you can stop thinking about it so hard you can stop you know rolling around in your head wondering if you're right or wrong about that situation well but if somebody's a hundred percent are you saying that they would not be open to evidence or they would be see at that point now you gotta you're getting back into see at that point you're getting back into the humble factor you know are they willing to humble themselves and listen again once they are 100 percent i can say i'm willing to listen again mm -hmm. even though i'm at my 100 percent that 100 percent means that i go through life not worrying about it or wondering or thinking about oh is there a god or is there not that 100 percent means that i can move forward on that aspect of my life and feel comfortable about it when somebody's at 100% dead and unwilling to humble themselves and you come to them with evidence saying you're completely wrong and here's why and that that if they're dead set 100% at that point they're unwilling to listen because at that point they have to tell you that they were wrong mm -hmm. I mean I go through life telling people I'm wrong all the time I mean I have to because I make a lot of mistakes in my life and if that that 100% is there in for me for right now that's my rock and if something comes along and sweeps up that rock well I mean I can't just give up I gotta get back on that 100% or I gotta figure it out you know it's just a matter of that so I mean you can be 100 you can be certain of something but be one willing to change your view based on the evidence that's presented to you I can be 100%, you know, certain that there's no alien life, you know, out there in the universe. I mean, we haven't had any contact or anything like that, but if one day one of them flies on down in a little flying saucer and waves, at that point, I have to be, I can't be like, oh, they're not real. <laughs> you know, they don't exist. You know, I have to accept that fact from that point forward that, you know, there are alien life forms at that point. Or, you know, if a... I mean, I could be 100% certain that 
a family member is going to be reliable you know mm -hmm. somebody who I've always had faith in trust in and then evidence comes along that they weren't the person I thought they were you know I'm I mean how many times have you had family member people have family members that have done absolutely awful things and then people are willing are are want to look completely past that deny it ever happened still insist that the person is still good wholesome holy what have you but all the evidence says they are a horrible horrible human being that's the difference between being 100% one way and 100% the other way sure sure you know denial and you know the willingness to admit that you are wrong in something well, that was a great talk. I really appreciate your time. Oh, yeah, no and problem. I would love to meet with you at some other time. If I spot you on the on the trail here, I would like to pick this up and start talking about what evidence you would accept. Okay. But we don't have to get into that now. I've been holding you up longer than than oh, I probably should have. I don't even know what time I got here. Man, I'm hungry. What time is it? 2.50. Okay. I'll be out here for a little while longer. But uh, thank you so much, man. Oh, yeah, no problem at all. Say, say goodbye to your viewers for me. Have a good one, everyone else. <laughs> and how long was the last time I talked to somebody? About an hour. No, they responded about it. Oh my god, I've been here since 12. Alright, I'm going to go grab some food. See you later. Yeah, no problem. Great chatting with you. Great chatting with you too. Bye-bye. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.